Hey, it's Zach. It's the Best Advice Show. Tim Ferriss called my guest today, possibly the real-life most interesting man in the world. That man is Kevin Kelly, founder of Wired Magazine, guest on Act One, Episode One of This American Life back in 1995. Kevin Kelly also co-founded the Rosetta Project, which aims to build an archive of all documented human languages. He's also done work trying to help figure out how to revive the woolly mammoth. He isn't Amish himself, but he has an Amish beard. It's gray, no mustache. He reveres the way the Amish tinker and hack and has written widely about that. In 2008, he wrote an essay that I still think about all the time called 1,000 True Fans. In it, he writes, to be a successful creator, you don't need millions. You don't need millions of dollars or millions of customers, millions of clients or millions of fans. To make a living as a craftsperson, photographer, musician, designer, author, animator, app maker, entrepreneur, or inventor, you need only thousands of true fans. That's my big, but I hope realistic plan for the best advice show. If I could get 1,000 of you to pay 5, 10, or 20 bucks a month, that would sustain the production of this show. As of today, I have 33 true fans. Well, 33 paying fans. 33 patrons on Patreon to be my 34th and to help me get one step closer to 1,000 true fans. You can go to patreon.com slash bestadviceshow. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash bestadviceshow. Anyways, Kevin Kelly's newest project is a book. It's called Excellent Advice for Living. Wisdom I Wish I'd Known Earlier. Like, for example, being enthusiastic is worth 25 IQ points. Or, prototype your life. Try stuff instead of making grand plans. Or this one, the rule of three in conversation. To get to the real reason, ask a person to go deeper than what they just said. Then again, and then once more. The third time's answer is the one closest to the truth. There are 450 pieces of advice in Kevin's new book. Today, we dish on just a few. You say a, a great way to understand yourself is to seriously reflect on everything you find irritating in others. What are some of the things that just really irritate you, Kevin, in others? Um, arrogance. Um, people who have achieved a lot tend to attribute it to their own work and genius and not acknowledge the role that luck plays in their lives. Yeah. So, um, you know, speaking as somebody who's privileged and very lucky, but also who works very hard and have, you know, I didn't get any money from my parents. And so I tend to think of myself as a self-made person, but I'm not really. And so I have to be uh, astute to, to that, that annoyance that I, that I see in others. I want I want to understand more how observing what irritates you helps, helps you to understand yourself better. So I, 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 my basic premise is I think we're completely opaque to ourselves. We don't 
<clears throat> just generally as a species, we really have no idea how our brains work, how our minds work, or what intelligence is, what consciousness is. We just don't even know. We're in this process right now. After hundreds of years of introspecting, we're actually going to make other kinds of intelligences. And that's going to be one. We're going to learn more from that than, than any of the neuroscience we've ever done. But we're so so as a species, we're opaque. And then individually, we're pretty opaque to ourselves, let alone to other people. Yes. Um, we don't have good access to even knowing how, why we're making decisions. Of course, we're very upset that we don't understand AIs, but we don't understand ourselves. And um, I think this is just uh, the, watching ourselves and what we get annoyed at, uh, sorry, annoyed at is another tool for trying to understand ourselves. So the question is like, why am I so pissed off? Why, why does that annoy me so much? What is it about? And in that introspection, um, we often discover that there that there's an alignment with us in some ways, and partly because we may be susceptible to that same basic primitive motivation, mm-hmm. and that's why we are annoyed with it because it's in us and we don't like it, and um, we're trying to deal with it. So, so it's it's another tool for introspection, and I don't think we can have too many of them. Um, I was involved with the founding of the quantified self movement, which was trying to measure our behavior using wearables. And that what do you mean wearables? The, oh, like a Fitbit. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like a Fitbit and now the Apple Watch. Yeah. All kinds of things where you're tracking yourself. So the idea is you could track yourself, your own behavior, your own health. And it was another tool just another tool in that arsenal to to know ourselves, to 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 understand ourselves. Again, um, if you could see your glucose changing, if you could actually sense that, make it into a sense, um, you might be able to do something about it. Right. I want to follow your your rule of three in conversation. So I'm gonna I want to keep going down this this path of a great way to understand yourself is to seriously reflect on everything you find irritating in others. I'm wondering, once you noticed this, this notion, did the, did the tone of your, has the tone or like the tenor of your irritation um, changed over the years? Hmm. That's a good question. Has it changed? I, I think just in general, not just for that, but just in general, the tone of my irritation has 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 changed over <clears throat> over the years in the sense that I um, have decided not to be annoyed that <laughs> that be, being annoyed as much as possible is just not that useful. And so um and so I am less annoyed in general by a deliberate choice to um, there, there's another piece of advice in the book, which is that if you do find someone else, this behavior, you know, insulting, mean, annoying, whatever it is, um, just pretend that it's caused by an illness in that illness in that person, that it's not like a willful choice. Mm -hmm. And that enables me to soften that annoyance it's like okay they're doing all that um 
because they can't help it in a certain sense because because it's something in their biology and and that kind of uh forgiveness or that kind of um uh acceptance is um tremendously freeing for me on my side again so 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 i would say that um yes overall um examining myself and um understanding that that other people may not have as much choice in in or or even putting that on in other words i don't actually try and figure out whether they have a choice it's just okay i'm just going to assume and give you the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. that you don't have a choice about that and it's the same thing with um when someone's really angry Mm -hmm. for me that's a sign that they're suffering and so to give them that benefit of not being annoyed by them if i can i mean sometimes it's difficult particularly if they're angry at someone else that's smaller than them you know kind of they're picking on somebody or they're aggressive someone else you tend to want to you know defend them whatever but but um for many other things i think it's possible to to overlook just close with a couple that um i think are important for people who are young okay one of them is like if when you're 20s if it at all possible try to spend a hunk of time doing something that looks nothing like success they should be weird crazy dangerous un you know uh unexplainable um unprofitable it should look nothing like success as you normally define it and that experience later on will become a touchstone for you you'll go back to it and it'll become uh in some ways a source for your success later on that that experience of doing something that looks nothing like success and then the second thing is that when you are headed off into trying to do something that is your success is if at all possible work in some place or somewhere where there's not a name for what it is that you're doing. Mm. It's really hard to explain to your mom what it is that you do. That's an indication that you're at a place where it's a breakthrough can happen, mm. where um, there's not much competition, and you're much more likely to be doing something that only you can do. I love that. What, what's a what's a fun e- example of some something that you've seen someone take on that had nothing to do with success? Maybe 15 years ago or so, there's these people who were doing this stuff that was sort of like radio, but not really radio. <laughs> and it was sort of like um, a documentary that was an audio and it was sort of like an interview on TV, but there's no TV. And, oh, they called it podcasting? Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it, it's that kind of a thing. Tons and tons. And right now, you know, there are, there, there are people doing things in AI that's going to be very hard. You know, they're prompt engineers. I saw there's three ads on LinkedIn for huh. prompt engineering. Yeah. Like, explain that to yeah. you. Mom. Yeah. Prompt engineering. Yeah. Right. Okay. And there's, the salary is $200,000 a year. Okay. Th- that's the kind of thing that where you want to head to. And, and, and the fact that it's really hard to explain what it is you're doing is, is a, is, is a feature, not a bug. Yeah. 
And it's also funny that that chat GPT might help explain it to your mom. Like if you put exactly. that in, how do I explain prompt engineer to my mom? Right, 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 right. Kevin Kelly's latest project is excellent advice for living. Wisdom I wish I'd known earlier. That was a fun interview. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to hear from you about some wisdom you wish you'd known earlier. You can call me on the Advice Show hotline at 844-935-BEST. That's 844-935-BEST. And if you want to become my true fan, go to patreon.com slash bestadvicesshow. I put a link in the show notes. Thank you.